Transparency Talks podcast is brought to you today by the Defiant Ones Teen Magazine, a magazine for teens by teens, which discusses the latest fashion, entertainment, trends, financial literacy, bullying, school, sex trafficking, the health and wellness of teens and young adults, and so much more. Join Teen Brothers founders Christian and DeCorey Robinson and so many other young adults that are defying the odds by subscribing to the online and paperback magazine and listen to Defiant One's Teen Podcast on all podcast platforms today. For more information, go to www.defiantonesmag.com. Once again, that's defiantonesmag.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Transparency Talks Podcast. I am your girl, Butter B. Rocker. Listen, we have an amazing show for you today. I'm super excited about this gentleman. He is a filmmaker, a director, a producer, an actor. He's my friend. He's also He also has his new podcast called Good Head in the Morning. Please show some love for Marcus Head. Hey, hey, what's hey, going hey. on? Hey, how you doing? I am working it out, baby. A lot going on, but it's all positive. How are you? I'm doing real good. I haven't seen you in a good minute. <laughs> yeah. Love the intro, man. That was, thank you so much. I love your intro for your podcast. And yes, you are my friend. Not too many people <laughs> I can call friends in this business. So happy to, happy to be here. Good, good. So I want to go ahead and just dive right on in. Can you tell everybody a little bit of background about yourself? And then I'll go ahead with my questions. Absolutely. So my name is Marcus Head. I... From Chicago, Illinois, shout out to Chi-Town. I started out as a stand-up comedian in Atlanta. And I'm, man, I'm old school back in the day. Uh, started out with myself, Little Duval, uh, Little Rail, Double D, and um, just uh, T-Ray Sanders. And I have evolved from comedy to I'm a film director. My wife and I, we first was watching TV, couldn't find anything on TV. And she was like, well, why don't you just write a movie? You're always talking about writing it. Bam. Can't Get Right came out. And um, we'll talk about that in a little bit because I have a major announcement. And like I said, I have a podcast now. But before anything else, I'm a communicator, a teacher, and a uh, person that just loves to inspire people. That's awesome. So you started out as a comedian. What made you say, okay, I'm done? You know, I'm not going to say I'm done as a comedian. I was okay. on... Um, WGCI with Leon Rogers in Chicago, 107.5. Shout out to them. And he introduced me and said, well, first, he comedian. He going to always be a comedian first. And I thought I about that. that. And because I love, like I said, make, love making people laugh. So I'm not going to say, now I'm not getting back on stage. I'm like Steve Harvey. I'm retired. I'm not getting back on stage. <laughs> but 
I put my comic into my production now, basically, to where I don't have to actually be on stage, but you can tell the humor is my footprint and my personality. That's true. I had the pleasure of being on one of your projects and it was definitely funny. It was hard taping sometimes because it was so funny at times. <laughs> well, and it was cool. hard to stay in character because when you would hear the things coming out of people's mouths, you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> the backstage stuff when we wasn't taping was like the hilarious stuff more than anything else. Where everybody, because when you got a bunch of comedians on, oh my God, it's just, and I'm one too. So we're going to all, you know, feel like we backstage at the, uh, what do you call it? You know how you backstage waiting to get on? That's how yeah. it felt, you know? So we enjoyed, I had a great time. You did an amazing job. And uh, I know we'll touch base on that in a minute, but I'll give you flowers. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. The film is called Can't Get Right. It's got Butter B. Rocky and it's Jasmine. It's got Rodney Perry as Officer Buford Black. We also have Shawty Shawty as the lead as Tyler. Damon Williams, Mahogany Raspberry playing Grandma Dirty, Jesse Lewis. Just a squirt. Just so many people. I just can't even go on. Basically, it's about a man that finds a bag of money. He's irresponsible, lives with his pot smoking grandmother. And he finds a bag of money that belongs to the mob. And it's going to take the whole community to get him right. We're taking a pause for the calls. It's your girl, Butterby Rocker, Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. Listen, this is Jordan Danielle with that one.
I get goosebumps every time I play any of my trailers or anything I've ever created and I'm watching it. I just get goosebumps. You should. You should. It's a major accomplishment. As you know, I just also did my first film and it's a lot of work. It's a yeah. lot of work. So to see it transform and, you know, you can physically see it, that's a major accomplishment. So hats off to you. So speaking of Can't Get Right, let's dive into a little bit of that. And, you know, what made you come up with the concept? Well, actually, the concept is a story of my life because when I was growing up, I was that dude. My grandmother used to always call me Can't Get It Right because I could never do stuff right. I was lying. Like, I could be that dude that would throw rocks at the window, have dirt on my hands, and my aunt would come up and be like, who threw them rocks? And I'm like, I don't know. And I got, like, dirt all on my hands and everything else all wiped on my shirt. So I always had that reputation of somebody that was always just up to no good, couldn't do right. And, you know, I grew up in the barber shop. I wasn't a barber, but, you know, I definitely had that barber shop every Saturday. We go to the barber shop. I went to church. Uh, we went to one of them strict church. So we kind of changed a little bit uh, to what we had that loud mouth because I've since I've grown out of my church, I went to a lot of these loud mouth, slick past the churches. So I wanted to incorporate that. And I wanted to show a positive of someone doing something. He wasn't negative. He was just a guy that just was irresponsible, but he was a cool dude. And I just wanted to show how someone that was irresponsible still can get a bag of money and take care of his people in the community. Okay. So what's your writing process? What do you come up with first? Your title, your concept, what do you, what, how? That's funny. Cause I got like four projects. I'm uh, two of them. I just finished and one of them I'm in the midst of. And basically it's, I think, I used to think, what do the people want? <clears throat> and then I figured out, I've been, I've toured comedy clubs all over the country. And I, know, I have an idea what funny is. And I got my first big break in comedy when I used to tour with Ron White. And Ron White was a guy from um, the Blue Collar Tour with Billy Engvall, Larry Cable Guy, and Jeff Foxworthy. And when I was touring with him, I was opening up in stadiums and arenas and things and i was seeing like cranes and i was seeing all type of just so many different things that got me inspired and then him and i sat down and he was just telling me how to write a joke and basically i would write like a bubble scene and then i'll extend that bubble to things we could do in the scene so barbershop put barbershop and then write who's in the barbershop what is the concept and things like that. So it's like an extended umbrella. So anybody that is looking to write in a business, two things I recommend, put it in a professional format. And if you don't know how to format, it's very easy. Just go to Google. I learned how to do Google and Skillshare taught me everything about writing, directing and everything else. So when you're writing, write a story about something that you can just keep magnifying. Now, when I have writer's block, what I do is I'll just add another character and then that will help me continue to write and then mix and add and tie all that in. So when you have writer's block, add a character to your uh, thing. And like I said, it'll help you get on track. But the creativity is something I've always had. So I just love my imagination is crazy. So, you know, you got to have an imagination. I hate to write because I can't spell worth nothing. But thank God for spell check. But those are the two things I would say is put it in a format. And, and I mean, format, not no word or nothing like that. I'm talking final draft is what I use or uh, do something like sell tricks or something like that. But go with final draft or um, um, what's the other one? Um, 
what's the one you use i use final draft final draft okay final draft and if you have a mac um it's called i forgot the name of it um oh, i'm sorry i have I a mac but okay yeah. there's another one with mac but use just look up format for a script writing don't try to write it on a piece of paper and then put it in uh yahoo or put it in uh you know one of those you know word or something like that because it's not going to format right we taking another pause for the cause this your girl butter be rock the transparency talks podcast this is lafa players with la la la
There are several ways you can tune in to Transparency Talks podcasts, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada, Soul Fusion Radio in South Africa, and Q-Mix Radio in Japan. You can listen in to any of the stations by going to ButterBeRocka.com. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A.com. Follow me on all social medias at Transparency Talks Podcast, also at ButterBeRocka. And subscribe today to my YouTube channel at Transparency Talks Podcast. When did you realize that you had a passion for directing and, and really wanted to do this? Two, first time I was watching A Different World, and I know everybody remember A Different World, and that was a scene when Dwayne Wade, Wayne, was got the job for Kanishiwa, mm-hmm. and Terrence was having an issue, and he decided to stay in school and be a teacher. That inspired me to want to get into the business, and then the directing and everything else came when I watched The Five Heartbeats. When I watched The Five Heartbeats, that just really got me to like, wow, I can do this. So shout out to Robert Townsend because he inspired me to want to become a director and get really get into the writing and business. But it's always been in me because, you know, I write jokes for comics for years. So if you can write a joke, you can write a film. I, I feel the same way. I feel if I can write some music and tell a story, I can tell a story any type of way. So, yeah, I definitely understand that. But it's not easy. There's definitely, you know, some steps and things that I personally had to learn along the way with it being my first film. So speaking of that, what has been some of your challenges you faced dealing with your first project? You know what's funny with my first project? We did it in a pandemic. My son was uh, in third third grade at the time. And it was online and we was at home. So he had to take tests online. And he wasn't passing a lot of them. So I had to step in to help him out. And then we both was flunking together because I didn't know a lot of that stuff. So I was Googling stuff and I would like sit right next to him at the computer. And then I get him an answer and I slide because, you know, you had the thing where the teacher can see. You. So I would let him know what it is. I even called my ex-wife for some math problems because I didn't know how to do it. But we passed though. And the biggest challenges was just putting it all together because, as you know, we had a lot of rehearsals and my five-year-old daughter changes outfits like every two seconds so we doing interviews i got montel jordan who's a producer on the show and i got like a bunch of people we doing online talking about the film project and everything and she coming in with no clothes on got the shirt over her head and she running around and everything else so it was a mess but i'll say raising the funding for it was challenging because as you know and i'll keep it real we ran out of money uh, when we first stopped, started, we had to do it in two sequences. The first time we shot, we shot for like seven days. And then an investor I had who was supposed to be helped funding the project pulled out at the last minute. Now, I made the big mistake of not having the money in the account. And he was supposed to give it to me that day, that week, and it never transpired. So I had to explain to everybody, including you and everybody else, hey, we got to shut down production. We don't have the money for it. But I kept in touch with everybody. I was open and honest with everybody. And eventually we got the money, paid everybody. And then we shot again. Didn't make the mistake, had the money in account. And I think we had a better production because this was my first. Now, I've been in the film business for a while, but this was the first 
directorial debout to where I was in charge of my own production. And mm -hmm. as you know, it's different when you're directing somebody's film and when you are directing your film that you put your money and your name on it. Right. So that was the biggest challenge was raising that. And, you know, like I said, we shot twice. It took us two months to raise the money again. But then we was able to pay everybody. I don't owe one person on the set production or a cast one dollar. And what I'm really proud of is the relationships everyone built, because there's people that didn't know anybody from anybody. And now they best friends. I got two girls that roommates uh, on the show. Three people on Tyler Perry set right now. Two people on um, uh, Eva's project, uh, uh, the All the Queen's Men. I got two people on uh, he, uh, what's that guy named uh, Will Packard's um, thing with Kevin Hart. They're doing something. So everyone that's been on our production and cast have evolved. You know, people like yourself. You know, you. Um, I like to think that I inspired you to really dig deep to want to, you know, finish and do your film. And I know you called me about a couple of questions, and I was like, "Girl, you don't really need me. You know what you're doing. You know, and you did your thing. So, you know, I'm I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I, I can definitely say that she was very instrumental in helping me because it was my first film as well. And I had so many questions and I was just lost. I'm like, how do you do this? How do you do this? And you just poured into me. So I want to officially say thank you, you know, because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't pull back and help, you know, other people. And you was not a person that was like that. You was very willingly, very willingly helped me. So I do appreciate Every hey, I, I enjoyed it. And I like I said, I'm so happy and proud of you. And I enjoyed it. And, you know, whatever I can do, I'm still, like I said, we friends before anything else. So I definitely, um, you know, like I say, we're not finished working together. We got a couple more projects I'm going to have you on. Hopefully, you know, you won't get too big for me where you can't come work with all little Marcus over here. So. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that you said was that you initially had your shoot date for seven days. So explain to a new filmmaker, how do you determine how many days you need when you're trying to shoot your first film? So the first thing that you need before anything else is you need to develop a budget. And when you develop a budget, you need to know what is your budget. So you cannot just create a number. You have to create a number that makes sense. So it took us 17 days total to do Can't Get Right. So I knew that I had to budget for 17 days. So basically you outline 17 days, how much you're going to pay each actor, your film crew and things like that. And you want to put that on a uh, Excel budget sheet. And anybody that has any questions about anything, please feel free to uh, send me an email to filmmaker at mheadfilms.com. Because just like Butter said, I don't care who you are. If you're passionate and you want to do this and you need just that little edge, I'm going to give it to you because I know what it's like to try to, you know, get that and get that knowledge. So I, I wish someone gave me the knowledge that I needed. But develop a budget. That's the first thing. And when I say develop a budget, that's just not it just doesn't start, as you know, with the actors. It starts with the actors, the production crew. You need locations. You got to pay for that unless you're lucky enough to have someone that has some places food budget is a big thing big thing now everybody on my set ate good i made sure that they ate good and when i say food budget food budget comes in two things uh, what we call a craft table to where you have something for everybody to eat daily and then anytime someone is doing a film for over eight hours um 
now i'm non uh community you know non um union and everything else but i still believe in taking care of my people because i've been on many sets so i believe everyone eat needs to eat a hot meal so i always made sure everybody ate a hot meal everybody had you know the craft table when i say craft table i'm not talking about no m&ms and chips you want to have healthy stuff like fruits juices water uh little the three things that people really love is boxes of cereal the little bitty boxes of cereal granola bars i don't know why but them little granola bar and fruit those are the main thing that people ate and y'all ate up a lot of food <laughs> so and especially the new people they ain't never been on set before they was taking food and putting it in their pockets and everything else i saw a couple of them but i didn't say nothing so <laughs> so you are a writer producer and a director and you work on outside projects what determines if you will take on a project because every project is not a good pro uh, not a good fit for everyone that, that is true the first thing <clears throat> i'm at a level now and i'm not trying to act like i'm all that but i am a level now to where people know who i am um and like i said that's because i've been in the business for a while as a comic and a uh, joke writer and things like that but i would say the main three things that i do is i give a lot of information and advice um, you know, I get paid people to do that. I write a lot of uh, budgets for people. And then I also write what they call a, um, a promo package. Basically sets up to where you're showing everybody that's in your film, the budget for the film, where it's going to be produced. Basically everything that you need to do to get an investor to invest in your film. That's something that's my specialty. I know how to write that up to where I will get you money for your film. And also through my connections i'll go ahead and reach out and give you some of my celebrity contacts some of the good um uh writers and film crew and then last but not least like i said my main thing i do is i'm a writer first so when i choose what i want to do three things come to mind one is this person serious two does this person are they coming to me with something instead of an idea because everybody has an idea but do you have it written down? Do you have it formatted? And do you have pictures and videos to show me what you want to do? And do you have some money? Don't come to me if you ain't got no damn money. <laughs> okay. Don't come to me and say, hey, I got this movie. I want to have Usher in it. And I want to have Denzel in it. I was like, okay, so what's your budget? Oh, I don't have a budget. Okay. So where are you shooting? What camera are you shooting on? Or uh, who else is in the project? And are you on the IMDb page? Are you on the uh, internet as far as do you have a website so there's so many things that go into orchestrating a budget a film to let people know and as you know um it's funny because when i first heard an imdb page i had no idea what an imdb page was and then when i talked to you you had no idea what imdb page now but now we both realize imdb page is so important and the reason why it's important is i think give everybody a little secret they don't teach you a master class when you have an IMDb page and when you put everything from your video to your movie to everything on there, an IMDb page is one of the number one search engines that gets you on Google and on Bing. So when you have a movie or you have a video or you have a podcast and you put that on your IMDb page, when you type your name in, the first thing that comes up is your IMDb page. So now you're relevant. People know who you are. People are seeing who you are. So that's why IMDb page is so important. Even more important than a website. I don't need no sympathy. I don't need for you to be here today and fade away. 
Come take a walk, come and build with me here. Pick a spot, now sit and watch how the hood's with me. We put in work, conversation at a minimum. I'm straightforward, no loose ends. Remember who? Stick to the script, blueprint of an architect. Strictly about business, that other step off with that. I'm cold-hearted when it comes to my cash flow. I switch lanes if you ain't got good brain, that's my last. Terrible, ain't it? Fourth quarter flow, so faded. I brush them off like I just finished painting. But young, the straight villains, they don't know how to chill. But can you tell the hungry who gotta search for his meals and that precious we don't know about? Keep the sawed off in the couch. That's the thing I learned in the South. New Jersey birthed me, Atlanta adopted me. Internationally known, so ain't nobody stopping me. Treated like Monopoly and trap house your property. Bootleg your backyard and have the hood work for me. Mm, yeah. Bosses do what bosses do, feel me? Yeah, I never really cared for the bully type nah. You cross me wrong, i show you with that bullet like Too many haters, too many envy, too many skill Too many fake, too many n- thinking it real See out here, you gotta watch who you deal with Cause anybody and everybody ain't who to chill with See Marvin Gaye used to tell us how to sex a woman Never did he elaborate on how to respect a woman I take it serious, point blank period Yeah, I laugh and joke, but truthfully I ain't feeling uh-uh. it You lightweight fam, you don't understand my plan I'm trying to brand my new sh- in Japan. You thinking locally, see everything I write is like poetry. Can't compare you to me at all. I'm poetry. Streets may tell you what you want, but I ain't hearing it. Everything that I learned, I learned off experience. Divine showed me how to hustle, no fear for it. Major move, making clear that you can see I'm living it. Uh. So how do you do your casting and find your locations? I pick people first. I pick someone that I want to work with and someone I feel like I can have a relationship with that I enjoy. Because when you on set eight to 10 hours with somebody, if you don't like them, you don't work with them. It makes it very difficult. So one thing that I'm very happy and proud to say about my productions that I've had is everyone loves showing up for work. And everyone, you don't hear nothing negative like, oh, I don't like working this. I don't like because I make sure everybody is fed. I make sure everybody has an equal uh, part of what we're doing. I let my actors act. Now, we're going to stay on script. But at the same time, I'm taking your personality and I'm putting that on glass. And then you're going to do the lines because we work real hard on the lines, but we rehearse. And there's so many different things people don't understand. You just can't show up with a camera, a script and expect to have a good movie. You got to have way more than that, because if those actors don't hit those lines of all that that you work for and you don't have no rehearsing, it's just like a hobby, basically. And one thing I am happy to announce, and I'll announce this on your show, is we just got... um, a distributor distribution for can't get right uh homestead entertainment and we will be featured on all types of platform the one i know that we'll be on for sure is tubi and we'll be on in december congratulations so, 
Thank you. So Can't Get Right will be on in December. And But it be Rocka is actually on the face of the poster. So her uh, face will be out there. And when you go to all these different platforms, Tubi and all these other places, you will see her right there in the net. That's dope. That's dope. So I'm a new I'm a new director. I'm a new writer. I have made my budget. I know what I can spend. Right. I know what actors I want to use, but I don't know how to approach them. What's your advice? Okay, so news travels fast on who you are and what you're doing, first and foremost. So I recommend three things. Get a website. Get an INDV page. And then if you have make a video of yourself saying, hey, I'm Butter B. Rocka and I have a new film called Charm School. And this is what Charm School is. And you talk about all the people that's in it. So you're selling yourself. So video is very big in this business. People will watch video before they read your script. People watch video before they do anything at all. So make a video of yourself and then get a picture of the people that are in your the people that are in your um movie and make sure that you in your video like you say so my first actor um that i'm happy to have is marcus head and then a picture of me will come up and then if you have a video clip of something that they've done put that in the clip now that's the first thing the second thing is when i figure out who i want in my film and things like that before i even do that one i want to know are they marketable is it something Somebody that people like, somebody that people want to see, because there's a lot of people in this business. People can't stand, you know, and it's just going to tank your film. So it's not all about how many Instagram or Facebook likes or uh, postings they have and numbers. It's about can this person move the needle? Are they trending upward? You know, and then get familiar faces in your project that people uh, realize and things like that, because that's the biggest thing. You can have all unknown people and there's nothing wrong with that because that's what I pride myself on is people that me people don't know. But I want to make sure people have seen or identified. So identification is huge. When you're writing, you want to make sure you identify like can't get right. Everybody identify that pot smoking family member. Everybody knows that preacher at the church. Everybody knows that irresponsible dude that what they're going to do and what they're not going to do with money. Everybody went to the barbershop or hair salon. So do things that people are familiar and people are going to enjoy your film when you put something that they can identify with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a cousin like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember I do that or things like that. That's the biggest thing when you're writing. Make sure you have identification. When I say he is dropping dimes on this show, this is definitely important for all new filmmakers filmmakers he is telling it like it is and i appreciate you being so transparent so okay real quick let me say this you're not gonna run my mouth so the reason why i love to teach and inspire is i've always wanted to be a fifth grade teacher and i was that close from being a fifth grade teacher so my comic style and like i said i'm a communicator and a imagined person with imagination of just want people to succeed first and when you have that People see right through that. And, mm-hmm. you know, so this knowledge I'm giving right now is for free. And I just want people to take it and start your own LLC. I had one girl say, I don't want to start my LLC because I don't want to pay no taxes. And I had to break down to what is an LLC and what does it mean? One, you got to get insurance for your company and you can't do it unless you have an LLC. 
So if you have a little making a little money, that's fine. But when you want to do a contract, you have to have insurance or if you want to do a project, you have to have a name and a license and a business. So paying taxes ain't nothing if you're making money. Think about that. Okay. okay. So back on to we're still talking about filming and everything and for our new film directors and producers and stuff. How do you handle conflict amongst your crew and amongst the actors? Because as you know, there is definitely conflict that happens. It's different personalities. Yes, that is. And the best advice I can give to a young director is one, act like you know what you're doing. First and foremost, act like you Captain Kirk on the Starship Enterprise, because if you look like you confused, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Everybody going to see that and they're going to lose confidence in you. So that's the first thing is have confidence, because think about it. If you wrote it now, not everybody writes and direct like you and me and and act in it. But if you have a project and you are the executive producer and you're directing it, you know what you want to do and you know how you want to do it, first and foremost. So you have that confidence there. But don't be like a bully. It's my way or the highway. This is how we're going to do it. Now, I had a couple of incidents with on the set. Not many, but I had a couple where a couple of people thought they was funnier than they should have been and thought that they were bigger than they was. So I flipped the script on them. I said, all right, you think you know this? You think you know that? I tell you what, here's what we're going to do. Don't worry about the writing. You go ahead, ab lib, you do your thing. And I tested and did that to a couple people. And you know what? They looked stupid and they had no direction and they didn't know what to do. And after that and they failed, then they was like, OK, I'm gonna go ahead and listen to this dude because it looks better and it sounds better. I've never took in the thing to where I, I'm smarter than everybody and I can do it better than anybody, because when you do that, you're going to fail. And the one thing, as you know, is if I ever said the word I when I mentioned the production, I told everybody I gave a dollar. So I always wanted to, and this came from me. I used to be a general manager at Steak and Shake and a regional manager and a general manager, I mean, a manager at uh, TGI Fridays. And the one thing I learned is if you give people ownership on what you're doing and make it feel like they are doing something and make sure that they're part of the production, they're going to give more to it than just being just an actor or just a person taking the pictures, taking the video. So if you make everybody feel important like, they are important and you can't do the film without them because you can't then one that's going to make them feel like okay i want to go ahead and go that next level and do whatever it takes two let them be themselves if you know what your personality is and you know who you have on set you will be doing yourself a disservice if you would try to train them and cage them and who they are so what you do is you make adjustments so you can write everything to the t if it doesn't fit then you have to acquit, like they say, change it up. So I had a couple of actors that they was meshing with what I was doing. And I said, all right, let me go ahead and let them be them. And we did that. And we actually had a great production. And I'm sure you know a couple of people <laughs> offhand who I'm talking about. But, um, you know, let them be themselves. And probably the most important thing is if you're going to chastise or criticize somebody, don't do it on set. You know, don't do it right then and there. If you do, be nice, nasty about it to what nobody even know what you're doing. But after you finish doing that take, walk over there to the side or send your AD, which is a um, like the second person in charge, associate director. Have them go to them and say, hey, you did a great job. Always positive first. But here we can do this. We can do that. So extractive criticism. But at the same time. Now, 
there's sometimes I had to take somebody in the back and I got in their ass. I'm just going to be honest with you and let them know. So don't let my good suburban look fool you. You know, I had to take some people to the back and be like, look, this is my production. If you don't want to do it, you can get the hell on. I did tell somebody that. And actually, after we talked, that person ended up doing a great and amazing job. And I'm not going to say who it was, but they did an amazing job. But remember, it's your production. It's your money. So if you have a problem child or you have somebody that continues, if you can't talk to them and get it right and everything else, sometimes all you got to do is just rewrite the script, take them out of less, and then go ahead and run and do what you got to do. Don't sit up there and make somebody, I don't care if it's your lead actor. If it's your lead actor and they're giving you a hard time. First of all, that's your fault because you casted them and brought them into that. If you knew you had a problem child when you first started, then don't do that. Because my lead for my film was going to be Little Duval. And I like Little Duvall and Little Duvall started out, you know, with me and everything else, you know, right when I was doing my comedy and he's a talent, he's funny. But I was like, you know what? He's talented, he's funny, but I don't need the headache because he is a handful. So I went ahead and went to somebody else and Shardy came aboard and Shardy didn't have a lot of experience as far as acting in a lead role. But he did a great job because I ain't gonna say he didn't take it seriously, but he wasn't reading his lines and reading his script the way he should have. And I sat down and told him, like, look, bro, you in charge of this production. The two most important people on the set is the director and the lead actor. If you do your thing, people can follow your lead. And after we had that talk, he actually went, read his lines. We started doing more uh, rehearsals and he started nailing it. And I'm going to be honest, Shardy came in. Now, he was late a couple of times, but when he got there, <laughs> brother was on time. He was on point. It was not one complaint. It was a couple of times we ran over, no complaints. He did his thing and people saw that and they saw the chemistry that him and I had. And they was like, well, if your lead, like if your lead quarterback, you on a football team and your quarterback and you and the coach are in sync, just like the director and the actor, people see that. So they're going to be like, well, if they cool, then I look like an a-hole trying to cause a fit and I ain't even the lead role. You know what I mean? So having a good relationship with not only just your actor, but everybody on your crew and treat them with respect and that's one thing that i try to do is i treated everybody with respect i never like i said downed anybody talked to anybody i know i don't talk behind people back that's not me and um like i said we end up having a great production and i would say 95 percent of my crew cast and um film production want to work with me again and i'm really happy about that this your girl, Butter B. Rocker, Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. Listen, this is one of my singles. Make sure you check out the music video. This is Strange Love featuring Homer Mack.
calling all my indie artists. We are looking for that fire. So if you got that heat and want international exposure for your next single, contact our team for submissions details. Exposure in Italy, London, Japan, South Africa, Nigeria, and Canada. Serious inquiries only on Instagram and Facebook at Transparency Talks Podcast. It was a great feeling knowing that all your hard work and all your accomplishment that you have put in is visible. And I would say the biggest accomplishment is my family got to watch it. Uh, my in-laws got my father-in-law got to watch it. Uh, my mom, who was a big part of the show, as far as she made uh, she made the t-shirts for my whole film crew. She made um, all the just everything. She made you see the background I have right here. You know, mm-hmm. she made my background for um, "Can't Get Right," and she just man, she did so. Many, she made the hats, the shirts. She just made so many things for promotion items, and my parents. Being able to see my film was gratifying because when you're a little kid, you know, y'all talk about, yeah, I'm going to be a big star. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then when you actually do something to where it's on TV. Right. I'm telling not everybody get to have that experience because I'm living the dream. The dream I'm living is I have my passion and I've created and channeled it into a revenue. And for me to wake up every day, I haven't worked a nine to five in like 15 years. And it's beautiful when you have something that you personally love to do and you're making money doing it and people are recognizing what you're doing. Next is coming awards and everything else. And we'll get to that. But I just have the confidence now that anything can happen because I've been through so much that I know I can get a film financed. I know I can get a film done. I know I can get the actors that I want. Uh, like I said, Montel Jordan is a uh, producer on the film. We have a song about Rick Ross in the film. Um, we got a song by uh, The Cray in the film. We got a song by my girl KJ Rose, who I went to high school with. And her name is uh, KJ Rose from KJ Rose Effect. And she's a big motivational speaker, but she's Little Nas's spiritual advisor. So, you know, we've had some really good talent that, um, you know, man, just, it's just, it, like I said, it gives you goosebumps when you work so hard for something to see it on TV and people watch it. You know, I don't give a damn if you like it or not, because we it's it's there. That's my thing. It's there. So can anybody take it away from me? Yep, I agree. Okay, so tell us about your new podcast. So the podcast is called The Good Head Podcast Show. Not the Good Head Podcast, but the Good Head Podcast Show. And you can go check it out. The website will actually be up Monday. Uh, but you can go to Instagram, Good Head Podcast Show. And basically what we're gonna do, very similar to yours. What we're doing is we're taking celebrities, creators, and people that have a passion of what they're doing and making a revenue, and we're giving you oxygen to uh, broaden your brand awareness, your business. We're promoting your um, what you're doing. Uh, we're going to have people you may not know. We're going to have people you know. We're going to have Montel Jordan on the show, um, Cool Bubba Ice, who's a big-time um, comic who's been in a lot of movies, Dwayne Hay- uh, Haywood Nelson, who played Dwayne Wayne. Not Dwayne Wayne, uh, Dwayne on what's happening. Mr. Hey, hey, hey. Um, we have just so many different people. Uh, David Tolliver from um, Men at Large is actually going to be on the show coming up. Shoddy Shoddy, Rodney Perry. Eventually, I'm going to get Butterbee Rocker on there. 
So I just want to inspire people and give them a platform for their uh, brand and their business is what I really want to do. Because I know how hard it is. And I know you know how hard it is to get your name out there to market yourself. But everything I'm mentioning here, as you can mention, and you can see, I'm passionate about success. And I'm passionate about inspiring people to want more than just being settled for just the ordinary. Okay. So what projects are coming up for your production M-Head Films? So I have a project called Live and in Color. It's very similar to Saturday Night Live Chappelle show. And it's a stand-up improv comedy show. And uh, we have Coco Brown, Shawty Shawty, Roddy Perry, uh, Leon Rogers, uh, Dante Young on it. And basically, just imagine every little thing that people go through on an everyday basis. And we just make fun and humor out of it. I believe in keeping it real and keeping everybody, keeping it in the family, because now people know my expectations and I know theirs. So it's just easy to fill. Okay. So oh, real helps. quick. I'm sorry. I am looking for people that are music artists for my uh, Live and in Color project. And you can go to um, Live and in Color uh, to check it out. Or just go to my um, MHead Filmmaker or InColorImprovShow.com. And the live and the color we're looking for music artists that have a video for under one to two minutes that's clean content so anybody that is a musician that wants to be featured in a uh, major tv series please uh reach out to us and definitely send us the music we'll check it out because we have like uh, 15 songs uh and basically it's going to be in between commercials of these sketches so if you're a music artist and you want to have your music known and get out there, definitely reach out to filmmaker at mheadfilms.com. And uh, well, just Google my name. You Google my name, I come up everywhere and you'll be able to reach out to me. I'm sorry. Okay. I had to get that in. All right. No problem. No problem. Well, I would like to thank you so much for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast. Drop your Instagram information for everybody. Sure. You can reach me at mhead filmmaker uh that's my main uh instagram platform you can also reach me on goodhead podcast show on instagram and like i said goodheadpodcast.com you can reach me at can'tgetright.com and that's can't get right with the r-i-t-e can'tgetright.com and like i said just google my name i come up on anything and everything and you'll see all the projects i'm doing and Hopefully, you know, like I say, Can't Get Right will be out in December on Tubi. Really excited about that. And now that I have that hookup with uh, a lot of these platforms, then uh, it just opens up the gate for a lot of things. But Live in Color is next. Definitely look out for that. And we'll hopefully have that done by February. Okay. But shout out to Butter B Rocker, y'all. Thank you so much for having me. And like I said, I appreciate everything. And you are doing your thing. You evolving as I, my eyes just continue to watch. And I'm very proud of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast. You have been very transparent. And the things that you said have definitely helped me. And I'm sure it's going to help a lot of other people that is in the industry or that are aspiring to become in an industry. So thank you so much. And with that, everybody, we got to get out of here. So we'll talk to you guys later. I would like to thank you guys for tuning in to Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. You can find me each and every week. Make sure that you guys continue to follow me on all social media platforms at Transparency Talks Podcast and at Butterby Rocker. This is one of my singles, Play by the Rules. If she